Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I was curious, watching the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant last night, what the Suns' odds are to win the title, according to DraftKings. The Celtics are the overwhelming, not overwhelming, but they, the prohibitive favorite. Then it's the Phoenix Suns. Then it's the Bucks, Then it's the Nuggets. Then it's the Clippers. Those are the best odds right now. So the Celtics and the Bucks in the East, they uh, have you know the uh, first and third best odds to win it all. And now the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant are uh, going to be the favorites out West. And I don't know if there's a great team out West. There's probably a great team in Boston because they went to the NBA Finals a year ago. The Bucks are very good. But if I was going to hand out grades right now, Celtics probably are going to get an A-. minus. Then I would have the Bucks in there, probably a B+. Plus. They won again last night. But then after that, I don't know if I have anybody who's on that level with them. Out West, Denver's the best team, but I, I, I wouldn't look at Denver as a great team. Great season, they have, to, they have to prove it to me. And that means come playoff time. But if you're thinking, you know, Phoenix Suns are now uh, B plus, maybe an A minus. The Grizzlies are the two seed right now. Are they a great team? No. They have to prove. Sacramento, are they a great team? No. They have to prove it. But you probably have Sacramento and Memphis in that B, B plus range there. The West doesn't have great, a great team, but it's stacked. It feels like... You know, three games separating, you could be jumping from nine to six or six to three. And that's what's interesting about this. Uh, having home court advantage. Do you care about home court advantage? Is Sacramento going to be dangerous when they get into the postseason? Is Memphis going to live up to the expectations? Those are the things that I'm curious about. Whereas the East, it feels like, and I know the Knicks are playing well. What are they, a five seed? Uh, they played well recently. But it looks like it's still, you know, Philadelphia, you're buying into the Sixers. Also, do you see the report where James Harden in the offseason, could he return to Houston? <laughs> he must really love those strip clubs down there, I'm guessing. 
Because I don't know, if you're James Harden, is that how you want to end your career? I, and if I'm the Rockets, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want somebody coming in and taking the air out of the room. I, I got a young team. Granted, we don't play any defense, but I just, I can't, I can't entertain that. Yeah, Marv. Harden said a team that plays no defense? All right, <laughs> I'll go back. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paulie. Do you would you guys just like the Warriors have had an average season? They're thirty two and thirty. They won three in a row. But when if you right now had to put a bet on someone in the West, wouldn't you put it on the Warriors? No, until so until someone else takes a spot. No, Phoenix. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was all in on Golden State, and they ended up winning the title last year. But I'm not all in on them. You know, you got Steph who will eventually come back. Clay Thompson has been a quiet surprise because I think a lot of people thought he was washed, and Clay Thompson has been. Really, really dangerous. You know, Draymond is uh, past his prime. Jordan Poole hasn't taken the next step. You know, they have the guys behind, you know, off the bench. I'm still waiting for you know, Kaminga to do something. Wiseman, I didn't like the pick to begin with. Uh, so, you, you know, Wiggins, they, they have a nucleus. I just don't know if they can piece it all together. And I'll go back to what happened with Draymond and Poole. I don't know if this team really recovered from that. And then you had health issues. Clay started slow. Steph has been out. You know, it might be one of those where you don't want to face the Golden State Warriors. Can they piece it all together again? And I would, I would look at Phoenix because... Now, the, the X factor with Phoenix, to me, is DeAndre Ayton. Because that feels like there's still friction, tension with him and the head coach, Monty Williams. Or at least, I don't know if it was ever settled. The fact that you have this run in in the playoffs and then you don't talk to each other over the summer, and I found that remarkable. And then he wanted out, or they wanted to trade him, or both. Now he's still there. Chris Paul's age is going to be a factor once you get to the postseason. And maybe if you just say to Chris, all you got to do is pass, just throw it to Booker or Kevin Durant. But having Durant there, and Durant was playing extremely well before he got hurt with Brooklyn. You know, he's a baller. Like, he just is. He's a basketball player. First thing that comes to mind is Kevin Durant loves to play basketball. I think he went to a high school game on his night off. Not like undercover, right? Not like No, I don't think he can. Like one of those 27-year-olds no, who tries no, to play? No, he wasn't playing, but I, I think he went to a, a high school basketball game in Charlotte. <laughs> I mean, the guy loves playing basketball. And, and I, I respect that. Plus, you know, the, he never felt like he had to be like everybody else. I got to shoot the three. He still bangs out that mid-range jumper, man. <laughs> it's just, and it's unstoppable. It really is. Like he's still, you know, when you think of, of a mismatch, he's right there on the short list of you can't, you can't cover that guy. You can't shut him down. Yeah, Mark. I was calling him, he's Led Zeppelin. Like, look, you have Jordan and LeBron. They might be the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Mm. But do you want to go mm. after Led Zeppelin? Oh. Do you want any problems with Led Zeppelin? Okay. All right. So now we're affixing bands to players. Jordan's the Beatles. Yeah, not the longest run of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Would Beatles arguably. say? Beatles say? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not arguable. Uh, Let's be this chair. Beatles had like an eight-year run. 
And, and Jordan had, you know, maybe a 10-year run. I could see that. Stones have been going on forever. That is LeBron. It is. Yeah. Do you do like uh, LeBron is Jagger and then Jordan is John and Paul? I got it. it might be two people in there. Who else would uh, you put in there? Yes, Paul. I don't know the player who goes with it, but you 2 was very successful mm. and very successful for a long time. Okay. That said, no one ever says you 2 is the greatest band of all time. You rarely hear that. But success... How about, is Kobe Bryant U2? Yeah, okay. You're kind of in between... Yes. It's going to have him almost like a, a Nirvana type. Kobe is Nirvana? Sure. For, for a generation of people, he, but he was the greatest. But he played... He played so much longer than Nirvana was together. Yeah. Oh, is that? Are we doing it like year to year? That's how we're comparing. Well, them? if I'm looking at LeBron and longevity, I have to look at the Rolling Stones, who are still performing. Yeah. The Beatles had a, a a sweet spot of what eight eight years, and Jordan had a sweet spot of ten years. Yeah, Paul. The New Jersey or the Brooklyn Nets are oasis. Hmm. Yeah. Breaking up. <laughs> a lot of expectations. A lot of, and everyone went their separate ways. Yeah, but the, you know, Oasis said they uh, they're bigger than the Beatles. So I did think. the Nets. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Hey, Bill Russell is like the Pink Floyd of the group. He's got a, sold a ton of records, but no one ever calls him the greatest. Okay. Pink Floyd sold most records probably of anybody, but but Bill Russell could be Mariah Carey too because could be hasn't she sold? Doesn't she have more number one hits than Elvis? I think yeah. And yes, Todd. Who would the Joker be? Like someone that's lasted a long time, but no real, like a Phil Collins, someone that's had a lot of success, but no real flair to their performance. Like, wow, you got to go see that guy. Well, concert. the Joker's only, what, 28? He's like the weekend right now. It's on a hell of a run. It's on a hell of a run. The weekend. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Like currently, currently, he's the hottest thing going. Killing it. Time will tell. Yeah. But for right yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know if I would compare the Joker to the weekend. No one else is. Yeah. Is that are you are you underplaying that the weekend is so much better than what the Joker is right now? Or I I would think that somebody else was bigger than the weekend. Mm, man, I don't know. Travis Scott would be bigger. Drake? Drake, okay. Is 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 the Joker Drake? <laughs> He's racking up some MVP awards. No one else is doing this in sports radio. Yeah, Undisputed beat this. Yeah. Yes, Todd. Post Malone? Does he get a little Jokerish or Lucaish, maybe? Yeah, okay. Low Post Malone. Okay. <laughs> Carl Malone and his brother Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> we could do this all Anywho. day. All day. Yeah. And an extra hour on. <laughs> like Metallica. You know, Ooh. a lot of people love Metallica. A lot of people. Critique Metallica mm. from not being as hard-edged as other bands. Mm. But what a run of success. They're like, what, year 40? What's that, uh, Larry Bird? <laughs> hey, easy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, what? Easy. What? It's, it wasn't meant as a... Uh... Um, is Alan Iverson maybe Metallica? Oh, man. He's got a special place in a lot of people's hearts. <laughs> he does. And he, and he means a lot. Just like Metallica might mean a lot to just a certain demographic. All right. <laughs> what the hell happened with it's this? Nobody. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> Couple of phone calls in here. What's poll question? We're going with an hour to see no kind. Well, we got a couple options here for you. Uh, Paul, you sent this one over. Mm. Uh, if I was, I'm changing it a little bit though. Okay. Uh, but if I was five eleven and a half, 
would tell people that I was 5'11 or 6 foot. Oh, 6 foot. And now as someone who is or at least used to be 5'11 and a half, I've said I'm 6 foot almost my as soon as I hit that. Yeah. I only recently walked it back to 5'11. You don't have to. Stick yeah, with 6. Well, because then you get around other people that are 6 foot yes. and you're clearly not as tall as them. Yeah. You're like, well, I should just dial that back. Yeah. Because I was 6'3", now I'm hovering around 6'1", mm-hmm. 6'1 and a half. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, but Seton might be 5'11", but he's got good hair that can kick mm-hmm. up a little bit and even things out, and no one's going to check you. You know these Hoka shoes? Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm 6'2 and a half. You know, it's like, oh, you know, when we did the meet and greet after the shows at the Super Bowl, you had people say, man, you're a lot taller than I thought. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, if I took these shoes off, you wouldn't say that. I mean, Tom Cruise wears lifts, I think, in his shoes, doesn't he? By the way, speaking of that, because I always get that too, like, oh, you're not, you're a lot taller than I thought you would be. Some yesterday, somebody said I looked healthy. Did they call me fat? <laughs> well, no, healthy, healthy isn't fat. But they kind of did it with like a, uh, <laughs> an extra flair to it, like, yeah, you're looking healthy, like with an eyebrow raise almost. Well, if they say, hey, chunky, uh, you look healthy. Hey, fat. Hey, yeah. fat. I feel like I feel like you like yeah you're looking healthy but the eyes kind of the eyebrows okay. sort of went up I'm like I think this dude just called me fat he did <laughs> who was it was That's it here some no no okay uh, is there a context there were you at like a, a smorgasbord you were stuffing your face uh no no it okay. was just somebody that uh, said, said around the neighborhood well, what was the tone of you're looking healthy is hey it that? hey Seton I saw the person I hadn't seen them in about a year so I was like hey man how you doing you good. Uh, which I ask mm. almost everybody. How you doing, man? You good? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. You know, feeling healthy. Whatever. Blah, 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 this and that. And like, yeah, no, you're looking healthy. Mm. Ooh. I was like, I think this dude just called me fat. Okay. Maybe you're not used to getting compliments. Therefore, when you get one, you're not sure that it's a compliment. Mm. And maybe you're like, what's, hey, what, what, did, what did he say? I just might be more sensitive about what, being fat. Heavy for me, too. <laughs> yeah. That might also be it. Are you fat? For me, yeah. right now, yeah. massive. Okay. No, massive. you're not. Morbidly, yes. More? <laughs> yes. You're not morbidly. Massive. You're not. Uh... For me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I not... was like, dang, I think this dude just called me fat. I closed the, my front door. I was like, babe, I think he just called me fat. <laughs> okay, you're healthy. But he's like the kind of dude who like, you ever around a guy who uh, is sort of always alpha dogging you? You always want to make sure that like, uh. Oh, what are you doing over here painting this? Mm, I probably would have gone with something else. You're like, okay, didn't ask you. Mm. He's kind of like one of those dudes. He's always got, oh, you went with the uh, oil based, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not really familiar with that type of person. Uh, oh, yeah. That's true. I spent every day. His name is Paul. Paul least, did not call me fat yesterday, yeah. just to be clear. At least I said it first. Yes, Marv. <laughs> no, they, they got it for me. Go okay. ahead. All right, let me take a break. <laughs> Healthy. <laughs> He definitely wanted to say, oh, you're not missing any meals. But if you yeah, said right, that, that's exactly what it felt he, like. It definitely feels, oh, someone's not missing any meals. My aunt did that to me once. If you said that to your wife. Oh I would God. have one. Yeah. I, I don't want to do this conversation on air here. But, but if you said, oh, you're looking healthy. What does that mean? Are you, are you kind of treading into dangerous territory there? You look healthy. Yes, because it kind of implies that at one point you looked less healthy, or you weren't okay. weren't looking that great. All now right. you look better. Okay, you did. Yeah. Or you could say, "I didn't think you could look better, but you do. You look healthy." See, Dan, you're a veteran. I am a Word veteran. selection yes. and order is yes. everything. It's like 
You're like, oh, you look skinny. No, 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 no. Oh, you look yeah. great. You're like, mm. you look lean. You're, yeah, you're great. Yeah, smart. Yes, if somebody's put on weight, a spouse, and they were, you know, maybe always a little thin, and like, well, I think I put on weight. No, no, you look good. You look healthy now. Like you look, you look better. Come mm. on, I'm like you. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Always remember that. <laughs> I am also true to this. <laughs> yes, Todd. But you can't tell your wife about pasta and garlic knots. All right, whatever. Do your thing, girl. Does your wife do that to you? She made a couple. She'll make like this face. You can't, you can't do it for radio, but like when I'll just say what I had for lunch, and she'll like puff up her cheeks like this. Is, if that's what you want, but, that's what you're but, going for. But it's the Olive Garden face, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you have to do the whole tour of Italy. You couldn't just stop by. <laughs> See, like the, like the west coast of Italy. You had to do the whole, whole country. Lake Como. Yeah, that's it. We, we don't have to go to Puglia, uh, the Amalfi Coast here. I will get this one. How many beers is that? And I'll go... Uh, who's who's counting? No, I just uh, is that like three? And I go, yeah, okay. And then she'll do the math and she'll go, ah, it's like forty minutes or so. And I go, yeah, really thirsty. Yes, Seaton. Uh, Ryan just tweeted at us that his wife's uncle, who he hadn't seen in a while, called him stout. That's not good. That's not a compliment. No, that's not. That is not a compliment. That is not. You're looking stout. That's not good. That's not good. Unless you're former Steeler Cliff Stout, then you can maybe get away with it. Thank you, Todd. We'll take a break. Head to the Combine after this. Dan Patrick Show. Seaton, when are we open up the uh, Panini trading cards? Uh, you know what? How about uh, a little late this hour? Well, why don't you open it up right now? Okay. And, and let me know what's in there. Because okay. I saw when the package came in. See, I have a habit. Whenever the mail comes in, I open up everything. And, and Seton hates that because it has his name on it. But I, I don't even really notice it. I think everything's for me. And I open, this is accurate. Yes. So I open up something and I'll go, hey, Seton, that's uh, for you. Uh, it's uh, got Panini cards in it's there. It's usually I'm like, hey, did anybody see? <laughs> yes. I was supposed to get something like two weeks I ago. Know. And it's like, oh, I know. Uh, all of a sudden you come out of your little back room. You're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, here, I, yeah. I didn't know. I think there was truffle oil that uh, somehow <laughs> got lost there. Uh. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network analyst, and he's out at the Combine. NFL Network, the scouting Combine kicks off today at 3 Eastern on NFL Network, where they look at defensive linemen and linebackers. Segway to Jalen Carter, since he's not there any longer. Daniel, what kind of questions uh, left the uh, building when Jalen Carter left? Well, I, I think there's a lot to be uh, to be answered. I just I did see something online a, a few minutes ago, Dan, where it said that he was headed on his way back here to meet with teams. Um, hmm. So I don't know if that's if that's an accurate report or not, but I did see that floating around on the internet. But uh, you know, this is. Uh, just an awful it's an awful situation it's a tragedy obviously with what resulted there and it's a very serious very serious and it's being taken very serious by teams you know the, the one thing is uh, there's time here between now and the draft and if you're going to draft Jalen Carter you're going to be spending a lot of time with him between now and then and you're going to be doing a lot of of digging to see you know what what else is there because this is a uh, uh, troubling would be a, a gross understatement and we always, it's a sliding scale of how much baggage and how good you are. Jalen Carter, by all accounts, is a top five pick, maybe number one overall. Would you, uh, where do you have him in your mock draft? Yeah, he's my number one player in the whole draft, Dan. Um, I think he's the best football player in the country. So, um, you know, he's, he's as good as it gets in this year. And he plays a position where if, you know, you talk about scarcity, it's hard to find interior guys with his, with his ability. You know, there's a lot of really talented edge rushers that come uh, into the league each and every year. Uh, the number of dominant defensive tackles that can really mess things up from a run and pass standpoint, those guys are hard to find. He's a rare, rare, rare talent. How would you assess the quarterback draft if you were going to grade it to or compare it to previous drafts? I don't think there's that um... – you know, the slam dunk guy where we've had years. I mean, Joe Burrow from start to finish, I you felt real comfortable that he was going to be a really good player. He was the best one. Um, Trevor Lawrence, the same way. We saw that years coming, and he was just – they were clean, you know. They checked every box in terms of the size and the skill set and, and everything you need from the position. I think these guys this year – I think they're really gifted. I think they're really talented. I would say there's five of them I think will end up being starting quarterbacks, which is a huge number in drafts. So – from that standpoint, it's really good, but they're all, you know, they all come with a, a varying level of risk, and it's whatever risk you're comfortable taking. It's different with each of them. If Caleb Williams was available in this draft, what would the Chicago Bears do with the number one pick? Well, I, you know, I've seen enough of him. I haven't done, you know, the uh, the, the big workup on him, but I've seen enough to know that when guys like that come into the draft, you take them and you uh, and, and you move on from whoever else is in the building. Okay. Yeah, because I don't know about Bryce Young, and I did have an NFL scout to say that he wasn't all in on Justin Fields to begin with, and if you have somebody you truly love, 
then take them because you reset that quarterback clock. If you ran the Bears, knowing these prospects, what would you do with the, with the number one overall pick? Yeah, I'm going to take you on a winding road here because the, the first part of that question is who do you like better? Do you like Justin Fields better or do you like Bryce Young? Personally, I have a higher grade on Bryce Young. And so then the follow-up question is, well, then great. You, you ought to take Bryce Young and you should trade Justin Fields. But to me, I think the underrated aspect of the evaluation of quarterbacks, Dan, is the fit. And I just yeah. don't like the fit of Bryce Young in Chicago. I just don't think it works. I, I can make a strong case for him. But, know, but explain indoors. that to me, though, Daniel. The, the fit as far as weather, uh, style, yeah. I mean, what goes into this? So, yeah, look, I scouted for a couple teams in the AFC North, okay? And when we were looking at quarterbacks, we wanted bigger guys, more physical guys. If you go back at that time, you had Ben Roethlisberger and Carson Palmer in the division. Um, you know, the Ravens end up ultimately getting Joe Flacco. But the, the feeling was, you know, you're playing in a physical division. You're playing outdoor and weather and wind and, and all the elements it just you wanted a more physical guy to hold up in there. They play it's a different game when you play indoors. Um, and you know, I just look at Bryce. I think of you know how everything is crisp and on time. Um, get the ball out when you have indoor field. You've got indoor footing. Timing is uh, it's a lot easier there. And I think all of his strengths play well in in that environment and that you know in that AFC South with either Houston or Indy. Yeah, and, and you know, speaking of which, Justin Fields actually fits the Chicago Bears style. He does. You know, when you... he might not like the cold weather, but he fits it. <laughs> um, and and I'm curious about C.J. Stroud because mm. I, I was watching the uh, <clears throat> the Georgia game, and all of a sudden I go, I would show that to every scout and just say, every yeah. team, look at this, break down C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that was. It's funny you mentioned that, Dan, because you know I had kind of a, a a grade on him, a certain grade on him. I watched him over the summer, um, coming into the season, and, and I, I liked him. But you know, gosh, I just wish there was a little more suddenness or urgency or like a playmaking aspect to his game. He's, I think he's just a pure thrower. I mean, it is it, it is uh, fun to watch the ball come off his hand. Um, he can he can make every type of throw. But you know, free rusher, you get unblock guy. I wanted to see him you know, create and make some plays. And um, in basketball, I guess the analogy would be he was more of a shooter than a scorer, you know, and he just didn't really have that element. So then Mm. I'm watching throughout the season, and I'm like, okay, I think his arm's gotten a little bit stronger, so I like that, but not enough to move him up off of my grade that I already have. And you watch him throughout the whole year, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of a DNA match. He's the same guy. He's not changing. I know exactly what he is. And then I turn on the semifinal game, and I go, wait, 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 wait a second, who's, who's this? I know. And, and that's the old that's the old adage in scouting, Dan. It's like if you can do it once, you can do it. So you know it's in there. Um, so one of the things I'd be curious, you know, I'm curious to see how healthy he was during the year. Um, and then maybe it was just as simple as. When you're Ohio State, you don't play many teams that can put you in positions to have to do that. Well, Georgia can Georgia can make you move around a little bit. Um, so I moved him up. I moved him up after that game because I know it's in there. Are you more interested, concerned about Bryce Young's height or his weight? Uh, I would say the frame, you know, just the frame, just being a narrow frame, lighter, you know, the height. I think he had two or three balls tipped. That, you know, that doesn't show up as an issue. There's times where maybe a couple times on tape I can say, okay, I don't think he saw this guy. But when you have a strong enough arm, and he does, you know, it's not a, you know, he doesn't have 
Matthew Stafford type arm, not a Mahomes type arm, but it's plenty good enough. When you when you're a little undersized, one of the things they've been able to do, and I think it started really uh, with, with Russell Wilson, um, is they get so much depth in their drop, so that you can just create distance between you and the line of scrimmage. Helps you see, you know, Drew Drew Brees always had that awesome interior. You know, the center and the two guards were always really good. You invested in those guys, and uh, and they kept that that space and that distance for him to be able to see. So um, I, I think I think he can navigate around that. One of the interesting things, I was talking to a team the other day, and I hadn't thought of this part of it. And he said, so if you love Bryce Young, but your question is the durability. He said, well, then why don't you go invest maybe a little bit more than you'd like to in the backup quarterback, knowing that he's probably going to have to play two or three games a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I don't want to hear that. But but Dan, that's a way where you kind of get your cake and eat it too. You know, if you can get if you're getting 14 games of high 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 level quarterback play, and you've got to you, you got to give them a week here or there in a 17 game season, uh, I'd rather have that than t- than sacrifice the talent at the position and roll somebody out there who's not as good for 17 weeks. Talking to Daniel Jeremiah, former NFL scout, and uh, he's an analyst for the NFL Network. Scouting Combine kicks off today at three Eastern on NFL Network. Well, if that's the case, then I would I use that same blueprint for Kyler Murray? Would I use it for Lamar Jackson? These yeah. quarterbacks who are not going to make it through 17 games, uh, they're going to be nicked up? Fields in there. Okay. Yeah, put Fields in there as well. If you're going to rely on these guys, you know, it's two different things. One of them is the size factor, and the other one is guys that really like to use their legs and, and be a part of it. So um, if those two cases uh, show up, I think there is wisdom in, in, in investing in that in that backup quarterback. If you ran the Seahawks, what would you do with that fifth overall pick? Great. That's a great call. You know, they have been doing a lot of work on quarterbacks. I know, you know, that I'm sure they don't want to get Geno done. Um, but I think even if they do get Geno done, I don't think that would preclude them from taking one, um, you know, thinking they could get the guy of the future. I would say if you have a quarterback that you love in this draft, if you're the Seahawks, I wouldn't let the fact that you've got a guy coming off of a Pro Bowl season and Geno Smith deter you from taking one. Um, but, you know, the, the way he played last year, the way, you know, they've got some, some pretty good young pieces on this team. I, I know usually when you have a defensive-minded head coach and they watch a crappy defense all season long, Dan, um, that's, that's, you get on a one-track mind there and say, I just can't stomach watching a front seven like this anymore. I've got to get some difference makers. Would you take a running back in the top ten? The only team I would do it for is the team that has a less than 0% chance of doing it, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, just because their roster's in such great shape, you know, I, I, I you know, it's, you're never going to take a running back over a pass rusher if you don't have pass rushers. You're never going to take one over a quarterback, a left tackle. Like, they have all those key positions filled. Um, and, you know, you can add depth, obviously, and fortify them. But I, I just think with their roster, as close as they were to winning a Super Bowl, and then you take B. John Robinson, who's as talented back as we've seen in a long time, is right up there with all those top guys that have gone up there in the previous generation when we used to care about running backs. Um, I, I think you put him in that offense with Hurts, with those two receivers, with Goddard, and all of a sudden you throw B. John Robinson in there, that might be the piece to push you over the top. That being said, I work there. I know Howie Roseman really well, and it'll never happen. I would think Buffalo. Buffalo would be the team that if – I don't think they can get him, but Buff, yeah. Buffalo having him – Oh, he'd be a home run. Yeah. Uh, he'd be a home run. He's I'll, a great player. I'll circle back to uh, what the original topic. Uh, would you draft Jalen Carter? Hi. 
I would want to know a lot more information before I would be comfortable doing that. As great as as great as he is, Dan, um, you know, I know that you're not going to have everybody that has a, a perfectly clean sheet in terms of, of their background. That's not realistic. And guys make mistakes. And you know, remember, these guys are young. But this is not this is not a uh, this is not a small ordeal. This resulted in the loss of life, and and that would be uh, that would be very difficult for me personally. Always great to talk to you. Have fun out there. We appreciate your time, Daniel. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is Steve Cavino And Rich Davis. And together, we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. John Smoltz, he's a Hall of Famer, and uh, he works uh, MLB on Fox, the uh, World Series analyst as well. The new rules are out, John, and I want to know, John Smoltz, the pitcher, in his prime with the new rules. How would you take advantage of the 
pitch clock or the batter clock? Well, that would have been right up my alley because, uh, you know, the biggest thing I loved about starting pitching, I get to go when I want to go. And I was a fast worker. That was really something that was always taught to our staff, Glavin, Maddox, myself, whoever's in the staff, you know, that was Leo's biggest preach is let's go get the ball. And we were trained for that. And so, you know, information and everything that's kind of slowed the game down, it's now trained to process more information. So I absolutely love this rule. I love every rule that's come into play for the obvious reasons that people are going to complain and they're going to, you know, baseball has been slow to change for, uh, of the major sports and that's okay, but it's time and the players will learn it. They'll be fine. It's actually going to be worse for the hitters than it is for the pitchers. I know it's called a pitcher's clock, but it might as well be called a hitter's clock. But so far runs are up, batting average is up, but you're saying it's going to be tougher for hitters. I think it's going to be tougher for hitters to true process the information faster. Pitchers are going to have their game plan already established and they're just going to kind of, you know, they're full tilt and nobody's really massaging the strike zone. They're trying to pound the strike zone. So hitters are trying to get all that information. That's why they step out. They're trying to see what they have absorbed during the day. In my opinion, there have been some notorious slow pitchers, but that is a minority. And I think that the game in and of itself with all these rules, I'm excited about every one of them. I'm telling you, there's going to be unintended consequences that are going to affect the game in a positive way. Everybody will get over it. And I know the narrative. Look, I get it. Like people are talking about, oh, I can't believe you're making it, you know, easier for the game to be played. No, that's not it. The data showing the game takes too long. And when the game takes too long and philosophies are set in place, you can't go to an individual club and say, I need you to change your philosophy. They're not going to do that. So a rule change will cause the philosophy change because you're, you would be stupid not to. If there's no shift and you're teaching a guy to hit the ball hard, then you'd be, you'd be not along the, the lines of uh, your analytics to take advantage of that. Who was notorious kind of playing mind games with you when they were in the batter's box? Oh, there would be some guys that, you know, again, though, leadoff hitters were different, right? Leadoff hitters' job was to – make us miserable because if they could work the count, work a walk, then they would work the bases. They would steal. They'd make the hitter behind them so much better because we had to pay attention to them. So leadoff hitters would, would play games. They would step out, fake bunt, work the count. My battles will go all the way back to Brett Butler, and we were friends, and I told him he'd never be able to bunt on me. And he was one of the best bunters in the game. And that's how he, he worked the, 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 that's how the game was played back then. So those systems and those are not fair to compare to today because that's not the same. And, you know, stepping out of the box then or taking way too long, there were ways to even those uh, <laughs> systems out. <laughs> uh, they don't, they don't, those don't exist. Today. Of course. No, you don't throw at hitters anymore. Aaron Judge no. was interviewed during the game yesterday, and he said that you have to get back in and, you know, it's quicker so I have less time to think about the last pitch. Like, he liked right. it that, all right, let that go. Now get in and get ready for that next pitch. Can you understand that logic? Absolutely. And that's where the strategy is going to come in. If you've heard me broadcast a lot, you've, talked, you've heard me talk about where the last pitch was and how pitchers don't take advantage of where the last pitch was and what the hitter did in his reaction. In other words, if I threw a high fastball and he swung at it, Okay, if you take too long, 
and you that hitter forgets where that pitch is and you bounce one in the in the dirt you're not taking advantage of where that last pitch is so what he's talking about can work in an advantage for a hitter and maybe uh, a disadvantage for a pitcher so that's going to be balanced out i always pitched where the last pitch was and i pitched off of it and i didn't want too much time to go back cuz i didn't want the hitter to reset i wanted him to think about what he swung at and then make him try to chase it a little bit farther off. I didn't want time to go by so he could reset his brain. I didn't know that they have these pitching machines. We were out at the Super Bowl. We went to the Giants uh, camp and they can simulate uh, yeah. Clayton Kershaw's curveball. Yeah. Isn't that wild that, that they could it, say like we're facing DeGrom or you know that you can kind of plug that into these machines? Yeah, those were starting to be birthed when I was at the end of my career and I was always, uh, you know, you know me. I was always uh, jabbing my teammates, going, "Man, I'd love to face me." But then, then again, no, I don't want to face me. <laughs> and 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 they were like, "Shut up, Smoltz." And I said, "Listen, you know that's that technology exists now. And yes, you can see and shape pitches and get used to shaping pitches. The one thing that's still difficult is the hand that you know it's coming out of that hole in the screen. So yeah. you can you can start looking at those pitches." But the timing, and that's what I've always said about pitching. Why do why do guys not use the windup more? Why are we like you're letting the hitter see too much of a kind of a conformed mini stretch delivery? So those things can be mimicked and timed. And I, I I'm all for uh, whatever is is, is going to help everybody. But I still think the pitcher has the advantage when he uses the windup. Would you have rather faced Glavin or Maddox? Oh man, either one. I said, listen, <laughs> I said to Glavin, I said, you better hope you never go somewhere else because I'm not dumb like the rest of those hitters. I'm going to sit on your changeup. And so we faced each other, and it was right after the All-Star break. And I kid you not, I had pulled my hamstring, and they said to me, like, you need to take a, a start off. I said, no, it's lined up with Glavin. I am not taking a start off. I'm facing him. It's bases loaded one out. And it's and, and I'm sitting on a changeup, and I this is what I learned. Even if I sat on the changeup, I couldn't hit it. And so I pulled it to shortstop. It was like a tractor pull running to first. <laughs> I had a pulled hamstring. I was trying to beat it out, and I couldn't. I obviously faced them both uh, at the latter part of their career, but their their majesty. They were so good at knowing what you were looking for and giving it to you, but not in that area. And hitters just weren't. They didn't go the other way. And when you don't go the other way against them, you lose. I would love if I was a hitter to face either one from the standpoint of I knew it was going to be around the strike zone. Yes. It's it's the guy that you're not quite sure. Like Randy Johnson, no way. Not right. not interested. Not interested at, at, <laughs> at all. <laughs> Where he, Did you ever go up there with fear in your in Oh, your, yes. Yeah, I tell you what. I mean, Pedro Martinez struck fear in me just because he was so nasty. You were going to embarrass yourself, and I did. Right? <laughs> I did get lucky and get one hit off of him up the middle. But you know what's weird is Randy and I are in the same era. Obviously, we went in the Hall of Fame together, and we never faced each other. And so, if it were possible, and I and I mean this like without getting severely fined, if there if there was a way to go up there without a bat against one of those guys you feared that you didn't know if they'd throw a strike, but you also didn't know if you'd get it in the ribs, I'd go up there without a bat. It would mess with their mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't – are you allowed to go to the plate with no I, bat? I, I don't think so. But, you know, I, honestly, I tried to tell everybody when Rick Ankiel was going through what he was going yeah. through 
and he, we faced him in the playoffs against the Cardinals. And I begged every hitter, don't swing. You know, go up there with the bat, but don't swing. And no one could do it. And then eventually he worked his way into trouble. But there are certain guys that if they saw you without a bat, it would flip. It would freak them out. And I don't think they could throw a strike. Always great to talk to you, John. Thank you, buddy. My pleasure. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.